Hey, welcome in. Before we get started again on this one today, I uh, just wanted to let you know this one was uh, recorded actually live in person. We had John and Garrett visiting up here in Durango, and so we sat down around the table with the microphone in the middle, and I'll use one mic. The audio isn't amazing. Uh, we're a little quiet at times, but I think overall it's a pretty good show. It's a good episode. Um, again, just kind of bear with me on the audio. I know that it's been a while, and we're still trying to figure out how to get it done right. So uh, enjoy this episode with Garrett on. Again, less editing, so it's going to sound a little less clean than maybe you're used to. But uh, just bear with me, and we're going to figure something out in the future to make it a little better. All right, enjoy the show. Thanks. What's up, my Norman Newsies? This is John. And this is Forrest. Here with the Norman News Bulletin Podcast. Today we're recording a little bit different. We've got John and our guest today, Garrett, in person. We're recording on one microphone together. Garrett, how are you doing today? Doing great. How are you guys? Wonderful. Fantastic. A little bit hungover. So. Yeah, we look like we're all kind of struggling a little bit. We haven't talked about it, but yeah. I think there's a little bit of lingering going on, at least for me. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh Today, we're talking, like I said, our special guest, Garrett, uh, talking about his league history and going over some general league history. We've got a fun league history trivia game to play. John has some over-unders that he prepared for you. And um, yeah, that's about it. (laughs) So, John? you want to go ahead and jump into the over-unders, we can get started with that. All right, here we go. This isn't as, uh, I guess, aggressive as the questions I asked Ivan. His were mostly framed in a negative way for Dallas sports, naturally. Um, But just a few questions here. Uh, Three over-unders. So, first one up. Three and a half AFC East division championships for the Buffalo Bills in the next six seasons. See, and I'm not a gambling person, so this is kind of out of my my territory here. So three in the next six years? Three and a half. Over under three three and a half half over under? Yep. What's Uh, your algorithm? I'd go under. Well, Um, I think three sounds right. I think the Patriots haven't really gone anywhere clearly, and I like Mac Jones. So I think they'll be there. And the, the Dolphins look pretty good. Like, they look like they're making good moves. Um, they're going to have a, Brian Flores. They'll have a huge home field advantage this year, too. <laughs> yeah, with Steve. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, yeah, you know, I think that adds to my that, prediction there with Steve being down there. Miami. Plus one to two wins, I'd say. Yeah, they, they're going to be rallying behind Steve for sure. Rumor has it Steve is going to be painting his face and wearing a dolphin fin. He's going to put on a dorsal <laughs> for all the games. So... He has a soundboard actually of Peter doing his screeching uh, dolphin Peter, noise. Peter's been training yeah. This offseason, so yeah. To get that cry, dolphin cry. Make sure that Ivan doesn't see. Sorry, not Ivan. I'll be Oh. Weird dolphin fetish, right? Yeah. So I'll have to tell. I, I already told Steve no dorsal fins at uh, in Phoenix. Okay. So, yeah. Because I think he might be able. I mean, you know, Missy might be able to see that from the pullout couch, and that could, you know, lead to something. Yeah, and another team, the Jets. Uh, I do like Zach Wilson. I think I'm wrong for 
maybe I'll see him. I don't know yeah. anything about him other than I, he's a baller. But I just I'm convinced. You know, I watch the Jets a lot, obviously, and I'm convinced that no way that you think it's just they're just gonna be the Jets forever. Yeah, I think that the best offseason move they made was getting rid of Adam Gase, though. Which is never a good thing if that's like your best offseason <laughs> move is firing your coach. Yeah, uh, that I means guess. there's a lot of steps yeah. that you have to take after that. So, yeah, yeah, I would say three sounds right, and it's just I think that's my pessimistic view, just being in the division with the Patriots. I just never feel like the Bills are gonna have it on lock forever. So yeah, all right, it's a good franchise. Well, to transition. Um, the Patriots are probably out of it at least for another year because they're kind of yeah. uh, rebuilding. So for this season coming up. 11 and a half wins for the Bills over or under? I would say over for sure. Uh, I think this is the year for the Bills. Um, the only reason I would see them not winning the Super Bowl is because there's a lot of the other teams that are hitting their stride at the same time. The Browns being the main team I'm talking about there, and then obviously the Chiefs. But I think the Chiefs are, you know, they've, they've been excellent, and I think they're maybe going to go down a little bit this year, whereas I would say the Bills and the Browns are trending up, and then I would say for those two franchises, it's, they have to win this year. Now, I noticed that you did not mention the reigning champions, the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> um, Wait, before that, I want to talk a little bit more about that one. So you really dismissed the Patriots as being in rebuild mode. I don't see it. They've still got Bill Belichick, who's a great coach. They brought in two really good tight ends who are going to help block. Oh, they're refusing to admit they're in rebuild. They, I 100%. They've still got a solid defense. I mean, they had a bunch of players opt out last year. They probably got mm-hmm. hit the hardest by COVID opt out. That's they're getting point. all those people back. They, they had a pretty good offseason. Two good tight ends. Yeah, I mean, if Cam Newton can just manage a game, then like, they've got Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. They, they're going to have a good defense. I don't trust Cam Newton. I think, that's I think he's over. Cam Newton's peak to me on any team is plus one game over 500. I don't see him as – I see them as like a 9-8 and eight team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you like the double know. digits for the Patriots, but we don't have to bring that up. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty high on the Patriots this year personally. Uh, I don't think they're going to challenge for the AFC East title. I think the Bills still have that locked up, but I think the Patriots are going to be surprising. I'm sure I'll be no Drew I bet he does, which <laughs> probably feels good. Yeah. Well, you know, it's he likes the Patriots because he thinks Cam Newton still has it. I don't think Cam Newton still has it, but I think he's good enough to lead an already good team. For sure. I'm one of Cam Newton's biggest fans in the group. I've always liked him. Ever I since he like stole that him. laptop, yeah. <laughs> I still like him. I just, it, you can't help age. It, I mean, it's no fault to him. I just don't think he's, uh, as you said, had enough. So you think, think it's the age that's getting to him? Yes. All right. Well, to transition from that, um, Father Time is undefeated, except for one person, Tom Brady. <laughs> so uh, that's, two, that's two good transitions, by the way, for me. I also had a third one I was going to do from the Patriots to Tom Brady right here, but two and a half more seasons for Tom Brady. Would you take over or under? At this point, 
when he was on the Patriots, I would have said under because it was every year I just hoped that he retired. And now that he's on another team, I can just admit to the fact that Tom Brady does not age. Um, he got um, surgery this offseason. Yeah. Apparently he's going to be even better, according to he, him. He played the entire season on a torn MCO. Yeah. Demolished every team at 52 uh, years old. Now, wouldn't you list them? <laughs> would you not list the Buccaneers as the favorites to win? And what? The Super Bowl? Yeah, everyone, every player's back. Besides, they, is Leonard Fournette back? Yeah. I, I think they're the favorite, but it's it's that thing. Every year you're like, okay, this is the year Tom Brady is. This is not Tom Brady. So, yeah, it always happens to a quarterback and it's just out of nowhere. But. It's going to eventually happen where he plays, it won't go well, he'll retire. I, I don't think. Yeah. He'll, Tom Brady will play until someone says he can't. He's not a guy that is worried about ending on a good note, I don't think. Yeah. Because yeah. his legs, <laughs> it doesn't matter. He could play forever. He could, yeah, play three more of the worst seasons of football ever and still be the best quarterback in the country. Yeah, so that, I don't know if I've specifically answered, but um, to explicitly state it, I think over at this point, Tom Brady has, has proven that he can, is just um, immortal. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so we're going to, I'm going to move the trivia up to here. Oh, okay. Because it kind of involves Garrett's week history a little bit. Um, so I don't have those sheets pulled up. Oh, no. All right. Uh, Garrett, our league historian, uh, has been our commissioner for a few years and is now. What do you do as the league historian? I know you have the title. <laughs> so it really is just still the commissioner. Right. But now I have people that are working with me. Um, so I don't like the title commissioner anymore because I've, I've received so much help this offseason. Yeah. Um, so I think one night I jokingly said historian. Uh, and we've okay. kind of just stuck with it as a running. Because <laughs> it's like, what, what the fuck is a historian? Right. <laughs> uh, okay. So it may, we might need to work on a better title for that. All right. That might be yeah. something out what I am. Yeah. So, uh, but but really, act, I'm still an acting commissioner. Is, is okay. Cool. All right. Well, uh, just to test your league history knowledge as commissioner and league historian by title, then I've come up with five league history trivia questions. They're kind of tough. I'll be surprised. Do I win anything? No. No. Okay, but you do lose a lot. Your <laughs> you do lose your title of as league historian okay, so if you don't go at least three for five. Risk, low reward. I exactly. Like that. Okay. No reward. Yeah. <laughs> no reward whatsoever. Let's see. All right. So this league history is just covering the last five years with this league as recorded with, history. Yeah, with these twelve members since twenty sixteen. So, in the last five seasons, only four league members have ever had double-digit wins in the regular season. Yeah, I noticed that one. Can you name who they are? Um, I, I want to say Isabel has one. Isabel has one, yeah. And it was early on. Isabel's double-digit, yeah, that was in 2016. She went 11-2. and two. Yeah, and then what did she do in the playoffs? That was actually, <laughs> yeah. She, I think she bowed out in the first round. Yeah, that, that season... For her, eleven and two is the, and two, is the best regular season. I was about to say, I think my last three years combined, I may have won like more than one game than eleven and two <laughs> in one season. 
I'll ask you this. How many do I need to get right for this question? Because it really is almost four questions. No. <laughs> you need to get all of them. Okay. All right, you got Isabel. And I'll tell you, it's double-digit wins has happened five times. Uh, one season, two players got it in the same season. And one person has had two double-digit win seasons. The only player to do it. I think we could all guess who that is. Who's that? I mean, this is Jared's. I know, that's so. why I'm not going to answer. <laughs> My next guess was going to be, this is going to be a curveball, but I think he did this, and I think he might have won that game. Uh, Peter Guzman. Yep. Peter. I think he got 10. Peter has two seasons of two. Oh, two, two, three. two seasons. <laughs> I was wrong. Uh, no. Yeah, P- Peter is the, only, the only person to ever have two <laughs> double-digit win seasons. He's got two 10-3 seasons. <laughs> One of the years. So the year I'm thinking of that I was referring to was the year he had like three Denver Broncos players. <laughs> and their offense was, you know, typical Denver bottom 10 probably the league. Yet these three players were doing everything, I guess, on on the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, and then the other six, now that I'm thinking about it, the other successful season that Peter has when he had like four Dallas Cowboys. So <laughs> his strategy seems to be just the going stats. really heavy on one team. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's funny. Uh, Peter has two 10 and 3 seasons. That was 27. for Peter. Yeah. 2017 and 2019. But the year he won the league was 2018. Right in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. And he went 9-4, and four, right? He went 8-5. and five. Eight so and five. So okay. learning. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, it, we're seeing kind of that those double-digit win seasons don't, don't always translate. translate. Most of the time, don't. All right, That's why got, I don't do it. You've got Isabel. <laughs> yeah, we're all playing chess. Right. Peter's playing chess. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got Isabel and Peter. There's two more okay. who have had double-digit so the low-hanging fruit would be Eisen, but I really don't know if he's ever hit double-digit wins. But you almost have to. Do I get one? Um, yeah, we'll give you one mulligan. Yeah. One mulligan. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna knock out Ivan just because it's like the low-hanging fruit. I think he's, you know, probably the arguably the best owner. Um, I'm gonna go with Ivan. Ivan has never had a wow. Because okay. he has a lot of like nine-win seasons, right? Yeah. The last three years in a row, he's finished nine and four. Wow. I've got it. I've got one of them. Okay. Hunter Rice last year. Hunter last year hit 10 wins and won the title. So only one other person has had a, a 10 and 3 season. Who is it? You've got Isabel, Peter, and Hunter already. Good job on Hunter because we just said that um, 10 win plus seasons don't translate. So yeah. Hunter finished the job. I think I should have beat him, but <laughs> we won't go into that. Good job, Hunter. Um, Last person, can I get a hint if it's like a curveball or a strong? You know, he's a strong contender and he's at this table. All right, I'm, I'm probably gonna guess Forrest <laughs> Kenny on that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. that was a good hint. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was me in 2017. Yeah, that year, yeah, I didn't. I mean, I finished. I knew you were like Ivan, with the, you know, you had several yeah. nines, but I didn't know who you were. But you know that, what? That I don't... year, I finished third. I don't think I've ever had more than seven wins. Now I'm thinking about it. I don't think so. Um, you've never had more than six. <laughs> <laughs> I've but never been you've five. Never been above five hundred. Wow. But I don't think you've ever had like a two and eleven. I mean, I went four and something this year. Four and nine. Yeah, you've had two four and nine seasons, but those are your worst ones. 
So that that was the first one. That was pretty good. Yeah, just showing. Uh, now we're just gonna do the opposite here. So only only three league members have ever had double digit losses in a regular <laughs> season. One person has done it twice. Okay, so I know that one. Alvino. <laughs> Alvino has had, <laughs> has had two double digit losses. Uh, to be fair though, it was twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen. He had mm-hmm. the last three years in a row he's finished five and eight. Yeah, he took a while to get his feet on the ground. I guess. Yeah. Just like the Texans franchise. Yeah. All right, so Alvino has done it twice. And there's only two more who have ever done it. Uh, I'm going to go with Steve. Yep. <laughs> Steve. And, the, the two uh, owners that I feel like their in-season movements are the key, you know, the key factor to leading to just double-digit losses. They they almost double down on their bad starts with, with poor moves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Steve in 2018. They overcome. Yeah. All right, and then one other person. Is it, I, I can give you a lifeline. I, I, I might know. I think I might know. I, that's not my. That's not my for I sure guess yet. I would guess Peter. Yeah. I feel like Peter had one really bad season, but I can't remember. I feel like I had one season where I did so bad, and it, it, if you remove that season. I'm still historically pretty strong. I, I ran numbers recently on this to kind of do like a combined metric, which I'll, at the draft, I'll show you guys that. But I want to say it might be me. I'm going to say me. Wrong. Oh. <laughs> I, I, that's no. humility right there. Yeah, screwing me over. <laughs> you know, you've, been, uh, you've been honestly really solid. Seven yeah. and six, eight and five, seven and six, six and seven, eight and five. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just always right there in the middle. Or really, eight and five is pretty strong. So sure. Garrett's worst season is my best season. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what was my worst record? Six and seven. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so one more person who has had double digit losses. Oh, I get one more win. Yeah. Um. I think I think Mike's right on that. Let me make sure. I don't see. Oh, actually. Zade. I'm going to guess Zade. Nope. <laughs> okay, so John was helping. You got to listen to John. John it's was Peter. Helping okay. John doesn't know the answers to these either, though. Zade I, I did had, just prepare Zade, not to throw you in the bus here, Zade, if you're listening, but your first two seasons, it. I want to say you, ha- you had some acclimation time. There was some, there was <laughs> one, I, I think he got 11th and 12th or something like that. I don't know if you have that data ready? I have it. I'm not going to talk about it yet because okay. it actually kind of ties into uh, a later question. Okay. Um, Sorry, Zayd. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, Peter, last season, 2020, uh, finished 3 and 10. Oh, recent. Yeah, after, after going 10 and 3 the year before and then winning the championship the yeah. year before that. That dude's so volatile. Yeah, he's, he's got two seasons with 10 <laughs> wins. And one season with 10 losses, and one season with a championship, he's pretty unpredictable. Uh, Which I'm sure is great for him, because he's a very calm guy, never gets upset with right. sports, so, you know, right. he can deal with the volatility. <laughs> so, this one might be kind of easy now. Number three, Alvino and John have both finished last place twice in the last five years. 
Who's the only other last place finisher in league? Has to be Steve. Xavier. Okay, so okay. <laughs> Dang. But he didn't reach ten losses. Uh no. So Zave in twenty sixteen, which I believe was his first year in the league. Because I guess the finish is taking into account playoffs. Right. So that's yeah. something. He, he went five and eight. Yeah, I just don't pay attention and, come playoff yeah. the losers bracket right. time at least. He he's the only other last place finisher since twenty sixteen. No one else has finished last besides Elvino and John. So Congratulations. That, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm glad to be an answer. It's just because you don't try in the playoffs. Yeah. Once I'm eliminated from the real playoff contention, I... I ran the numbers. You're not bad. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Well, the bounce back year. <laughs> um, I was trusting the process. Now it's about the peak. All right. You won't even see me when I'm peaking. So, number four, this is draft-related. The last two years in a row, I've looked at our draft boards, our two in-person drafts. The top four picks the last two years have been the same four players each year, 2019 and 2020, just a different order. Okay. Can you name those four? So, CMC. CMC. Um, I, I was surprised by it. Kamara. Kamara is one of them, yeah. I don't know if Zeke went top four last year. I think that first in 2012, because the, the question is, is this the same four? Same four. It has to be Zeke, then. Zeke okay. is one. And then you got what one. What happened one last year? Because I guess he was fourth, probably, last year. He um, snuck in there. Last year, Zeke went third. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess there wasn't anything, you know, going into the draft that yeah, Jack was healthy. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, he was supposed. Zeke to had the holdout, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he did. But okay. but we knew it, it was pretty much over by the time we drafted. We him. all knew. Yeah. All right, that only one other person has been in the top four the last two years. I don't think it's Dalvin Cook. Okay, can that be my hint? Can I? If it's not, well. I guess you would answer. I'll just say it's it's not Dalvin Cook. Okay, thank you. I've drafted this person, right? Yep. You have. It has to be a running back. Wide receivers don't, in, at least in our draft. I don't. I'm not against drafting a wide receiver in the top four, um, but I don't think our league drafts wide receivers until about the seventh pick. Yeah, it's just there's not as much running back depth as there, as there is wide receiver. We're not risking that approach. Like no one, no, no one jumps the gun on receivers. No. Um, so it's got to be a running back. I'm blanking because it can't. It, it's not Henry. No, it's not Derrick Henry. Hmm. All of deduction right here. I'm trying to like go through the team in my head, but I'm kind of blanking. I'm trying to hurry. Uh, Out of time. I know. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Can I guess? John, what do you got? Can you repeat the question just to make sure I am thinking this yeah, the right so mindset? The last two years in a row, 2019 and 2020, 
Uh, the same four players have gone in the first oh, okay. four picks. Saquon Barkley. Saquon oh, Barkley. Yeah. Because he's been out. I'm <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not yeah. even thinking. And he's, I will give you guys this insider info into all that Jeff Wilson's episode. I do not draft in New York Giants players. <laughs> so that I've just completely removed Saquon from in my fantasy. Yeah. He, he went first overall in 2019 and second overall last year. That's tough. So, yeah. Who drafted him? I drafted him number one overall. Yeah. You drafted him number one that overall double two years ago. That's a double whammy. Because you hate him. <laughs> I don't hate I I liked him well, in college. And Giants, I, so I knew that they were going to suck, so I just figured with Eli being at the end that they were just going to run the ball and like he would get some garbage time touchdowns. Yeah. Instead, he got hurt and just sucked. Yeah. Uh, last year, he was drafted second by Peter, who had a Wild draft, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which we've I'm sure you guys have referenced many yeah. times on this. Uh, led to him going three and two. Uh, we love we, we love his uh, input into the league there. All right, and Garrett, this one is specifically related to you. You have the last two years. You've only drafted one duplicate player, one player. But I know right who it is. Who is it? And it's someone that I will. If he falls in the second, third round at my pick, I will gladly take him again. It's Josh Jacobs from Tulsa. Josh Jacobs. He's been on your team both years. You took him in the first round in, uh, last year. So, and, uh, you know, he probably, what he finished at last year, you probably didn't want him in hindsight in the first, but because I scored so nicely in the second with Devontae, yeah. it kind of, those were just my two top two picks. You, you traded know, like me. It worked out really well. You traded yeah. me, Josh Jacobs, didn't you? I don't think I ever traded Josh. I traded you um, my other running back. Huh. I forget who it was. But you gave me uh, Joe Mixon. Yeah, James Conner was your next running back. It was, so it was a package deal. I was going for Mixon. Yeah, and then... Or no, I traded you Mixon. That's what happened. Someone yeah. gave I traded Mixon. I drafted Mixon. I traded him away. <laughs> and then <laughs> someone <laughs> traded him to Garrett. I think I traded him to Zade. Zade Zay traded him to Garrett. Then Garrett traded Mixon back to me because he was questionable and supposed to return in one week. And he there's seven weeks left in the season, and he was he didn't went from doubtful to questionable to doubtful to out for the season. And, you know, I feel bad about that. I would never go kind of the same as Ivan, honestly. Um, Ivan was really playing a good guy role on his episode, but I think he was genuine because I believe this too. When I'm trading someone, I'm not trying to yeah. Like, I'm trying to give them good value that makes more sense to, for those players to be on their team than mine. Yeah, because absolutely. they have players that make more sense. I mean, I do also believe that's team. just the nature of trading because if you are I don't think fleecing, no one would accept yeah, who, it. Yeah. Like it's league, obvious. Is there anyone you would say is a fleecer that, like, we should just Z- or, uh, Steve fleeces himself. <laughs> True, yeah. Always a good trade if you're, you know, going. Yeah, I, I don't think besides so. me. <laughs> I mean, pretty much everyone tries to pull one over at some point in the season, I think. But our league's good enough where But it's still up in the air. You know, it's yeah. like a yeah. I, I will say it did come into play. Mixon was questionable and I was like, you know, I don't really want to mess with him being questionable week to week. I did not foresee him missing as many games as he did as long as I was going. But really that was just redemption for um, the trade on the Sounds have. like you're forgetting it right now. 
No, it was Jamal Charles for Aaron Rodgers. Yep. I gave you Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and Jamal Charles. I maybe thirty minutes later tore his ACL or something. It was yeah. a season. Ending. It ended up basically being career ending. I think career, he had like ten yeah, more rushes in his life. Ending. Career ending. So yeah, that was my very late comment coming back. All right. Well, we've covered it a little bit with that trivia. You did a pretty good job overall. Those are those are kind of tough. I wanted to make them a little bit difficult because you have compiled quite a bit of data on yes. it. And so you. It's look, fresh. You've looked over it, and you're pretty familiar. So if I made them too easy, you would have just got them all. Uh, we can kind of go into your league history now. As we talked about, you have never had a worse season than six and seven, and you've never had a better season than eight and five. And even it's weird. Twenty seventeen, you went eight and five, and you finished eleven. Uh, that I, I was very crazy upset. to miss out on the playoffs. That twenty seventeen year. We had that's the year that we had two with ten wins. So did I miss the playoffs? That you missed the playoffs. So that's yeah, what five. happened. I was salty. Yeah. I went eight and five, didn't get into the playoffs, and I <laughs> bombed, which is something I'm super against. You know, I gave John a lot of crap last year for what I perceived to be uh, not his best efforts yeah. in the playoffs. And so yeah, that was a unforgivable act by me, and now I'm paying <laughs> for it because it's an outlier that's probably really influencing my you know average rating. Yeah. Yeah, uh 2017 was Peter and I both finished 10 and 3. Alvino had the worst season in league history at 2 and 11. Uh you went 8 and 5 and missed the playoffs. Isabel was also 8 and 5. I think she might have gotten to the playoffs over <laughs> That uh, yeah, that's a safe yeah. bet. <laughs> yeah. As she touched on in her episode. Yeah. And then Steve went 9 and 4. So I mean, we had Three people with nine or ten wins, which is very Some bottom feeders in there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Your net wins, you're plus seven mm-hmm. in the five years, which is tied for third. Yeah, in the pretty league. strong. I mean, you, you've, yeah, you've finished with being, records most of the time. Being in the green in this league is very difficult. So, you know, even if I was plus one, I'd be happy with that. It's, yeah. it's tough to get season wins in this league. Yeah. Okay, so right here, we found out that it stopped recording all of a sudden. And we kind of had to backtrack. So we're a little bit choppy when we start back up. Uh, again, I just decided to keep it mostly as it is and not over-edit. So... You might have a laugh. <laughs> we had a little bit of struggle getting back going. That's just an explanation of what's going on right here. Thanks. Uh, all right, we're recording again. Never mind. So yeah, you're. Uh, it's not an easy league to stay in the positive room for sure. <laughs> what, were we, what were we supposed to do with that? <laughs> I thought you were going to set up Garrett for, like, another sentence. Well, very hard. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking at it. So, yeah, you last year made your first appearance in the third place game. You lost it, finished fourth. Yeah, that was rough. Because last year, I really, you know, 
it was my best year in hindsight, looking through all the years. Um, I thought, arguably, I had the best team on paper. And so I went into playoffs really confident, got my revenge game over Isabel after she swept me yeah, in the season. Hurt. And so, you know, felt really good after get, getting through her in the first round. Bottled it with uh, Juju Smith. He ended up finishing with negative points, and I think all <laughs> I needed was like three or four from him. So yeah, uh, he's on my no draft list for sure <laughs> this year. You guys can have him. That's brutal. He'll be falling. Yeah, he comes falls to my pick. <laughs> I don't think many people are looking forward to that. No. Yeah, he's like an eighth round, seventh round guy to me at this point. Yeah. Even with, with Ben Roethlisberger, you like TikTok, you, you still are not a big fan of Juju. I don't follow those kind of TikToks. Oh, okay. There's dancing. I'm not into it. <laughs> oh, you don't like the girl dancing to you? It's Juju a girl. He's pretty handsome. All right, draft away. <laughs> He's on my handsome list for sure. <laughs> Name your top five most handsome players you've ever drafted. Five? All right, ten. Well, I only draft, I only draft handsome players. <laughs> it's going to be a tough list. Josh Allen for sure. No I knew you'd say Josh Allen. <laughs> We'll leave it with Josh. Josh is my list top five for sure. Um, yeah, you've always been right there in the middle, and then last year, you know, you're you're turning up. I think you did have a really solid season last year, and making it to that third place game. Uh, yeah, I think I've really hammered down my draft strategy. So, I I would say yes, I've been. A lot better. Like the first two seasons, I think I, we were just having fun. It's like college, you know. I wasn't taking it too seriously, and that, you know, I really enjoy um, looking at games and stuff and analyzing. And so yeah, I think I always have a good draft. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, I just trade good players away is my problem. <laughs> yeah, you and a few others do make a lot of trades, and I know that there's a few people in the league who make hardly any. I'm actually one of those. I don't like trading because I always feel like. Well, so I, I love, not to interrupt you here, but I loved what Ivan touched on um, with FIFA. You know, he thinks that his, in, you know, his incredible in-season management that we've all experienced came from that. He cited FIFA. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can kind of see that. Yeah, I obviously also enjoy FIFA a lot. And I think I'm not as good at it as Ivan, I would say. <laughs> I think that's fair. But I, I really enjoy making trades, and I think that's what makes me exciting is the, the in-season movement, the banter. You know, that's really what I enjoy. So. Yeah, you know, last season was one of my first big trades I've ever done, and it did not work out well for me. Who I, was it? I acquired Michael Thomas from Albino. Which? I, I got Mike Thomas, and I gave him Robert Woods and Miles Sanders. So yeah. I'm a firm believer that you have to make a trade like that to, to win it all, so I don't fault you for making yeah. that move. Yeah, because that could be a that could be a championship trade, right? There. Yeah, if Mike Thomas's timeline would have been different, mm-hmm. if he would have come back healthy, and you knew Miles Sanders play. would suck being on the Eagles. Yeah, I think <laughs> Miles Sanders got up you know, maybe one more game or something. But yeah, he had a pretty civilian season. Yeah, uh, nothing too impressive. Um, Robert Woods is pretty good. Buffalo Bills, former Buffalo yeah. Bills. Yeah, yeah, he kind of came out of nowhere in Buffalo. Yeah, so I had never heard his name. 
mm-hmm. Buffalo, you know, he wasn't known for catching really. He was known for being a great blocker. Oh. He helped out the team so oh. much, and I think that really improved his league reputation. Yeah, I think GMs knew that even if maybe he's not your target guy, he's still gonna have a ton of plays and really impact the team. So yeah, I'm, I'm I love seeing him go off and play. I'm I'm, I'm a huge fan of that organization. Yeah, I like him. He's he makes that Los Angeles Rams offense a lot better. Just having that that other option besides Cooper Cup. He feels like the glue of that. Yeah, he's an athletic glue guy. Yeah, and that's really what he was in Buffalo too. He was kind of helping him out with some of his, you know, maybe wasn't the best touchdown catch or explosive. Right. But yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Big Robert Woods fan. If you're listening, Robert, <laughs> huge fan. All right. Uh, we'll move into you know what we kind of have been asking everybody to close out their interviews. We've got want to hear your favorite memories, your uh, top rivalries, and then any call outs you have. And then you know we're we're not completely done after that. We've got a few more minutes, so we'll move on. Hear what you've got to say about the league. Uh, who are your top rivals? So top rivals, I thought about this for a while. Um, obviously, you know, Isabel touched on our rivalry there, and it's very legitimate rivalry. We both, you know, circle our names at the beginning of the season. But I, I would say everyone is my rival um, in this league. I want to beat everyone. I, we've got five years minimum of history now, yeah. and it's not. You know, there's only eleven of the owners playing each other every year that those have built rivalries for me with every single person yeah uh, absolutely even you you two guys you know i hate both of I, you. I, I hate both of you i want to demolish both of you so in fantasy that's it <laughs> not a lot but yeah i mean is there any one where getting that win just feels a little bit sweeter it has to be isabel it has to be isabel yeah um but really, you know, she said there's a lot of banter between us, and there's really not. I don't think she likes participating in the banter. <laughs> it's know. mostly just me. Yeah, she she tries to ignore that. And, you know, to get back to my my answer, you know, I, I don't give Isabel any more banter than anyone else. Yeah, that's true. I think everyone that has come on has at least briefly touched on the fact that I shit talk. <laughs> yeah. I know Hunter did for sure, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say... Everyone is my rivalry, and I, I think everyone would consider me at least a mild rival because they know that week that they're going to play me, they're, I'm going to be in their ear. So. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think everyone likes beating me. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, any of your favorite memories or things you like about the league? So I've kind of noticed this question – Everyone has a similar answer to it, and it's a completely valid answer. Yeah. So I'm going to try and change it, change it up a little bit. Um, the answer that they've said is, you know, just the, the fact that we're, we stay in touch. Um, it keeps us all together. The group me, you know, started as a fantasy football thing, but it's now just kind of a life group chat. Yeah. Kind of centered around sports, obviously, but yeah. uh, you can go in there and say whatever you want. So obviously, the, I love that. But I would say favorite favorite specific memory. Um, Avalon was incredible. I know a lot of people have touched on that, but uh, getting to go up there with everyone and 
because I think only two of them were still together. Yeah, yeah, like yeah everyone was trying. Try, it's Connor and Alvino. Yeah, which you know they they FaceTimed in so yeah during the draft, and so that was obviously a really awesome memory. But I would also say this off season has been one of my favorite memories. You guys starting this podcast, um, having people now kind of work through duties with me has yeah. been really fun. Isabel did a great job of planning the Phoenix trip and, you know, following up with people, making sure they're, you know, booking their flights. And right. you know, she's done a really great job, as we knew she would. So, um, talking with you about rules, you know, now that you're the judge, I think you've done an awesome job of, of thinking of potential rule changes that me and you get to talk through, you know. Yeah. And, and it's just fun to, to talk through that stuff with you. So, I would say that's been one of my jumped up when I've called upon them, and they've, they've filled it. So. Absolutely, yeah. It's setting up for a great season. Yes. I'm excited. It has been a good offseason. I feel like this podcast is really, uh, we're, we're always excited, yeah. but I think this podcast is really getting people, like, pumped for this yeah. season. Yeah, that, that was the goal. That was yes. The goal. Um, all right, do you have anyone you want to call out? Any big shots you want to call? Besides the whole league. For the upcoming season? Maybe just a big prediction. Or a guarantee. Can I do a hot take instead? Yeah. Yeah. My hot take is that both John and Alvino make the playoffs this year. I like that. Oh, my goodness. That is my hot take. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They're just overdue. And when I went back and ran all the numbers, John's not a bad owner. He's very much overdue for the playoffs. I wouldn't say Alvino's is (laughs) as much overdue as John is. But I also think Alvino... For some reason, I have this gut feeling that he puts it together this season and, and scrapes enough wins to get into the playoffs. Yeah, you're right. They're definitely due. It'll be interesting to see. I think they can probably do it if uh, if John will actually try at the end of the season. I try until I'm out of contention. Okay. Which is usually like week 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, when does that normally happen? <laughs> Uh, John, you had a few questions. Sure, here we go. So, uh, this is just a question we've been asking each guest at the end of the podcast. Um, what is the first thing that you think of when you hear the name Rex Burkhead? And I've listened to every episode, and I cannot top the answers. <laughs> I think Ivan's was my favorite so far. Uh, that Burkhead doesn't even need to wear a helmet. I love that. Uh, the first thing I think of Rex Burkhead is I just think of the shitty ass Patriots nightmare running back room. Like, why would you ever yeah. draft any of them? Uh, he's like the poster boy of this phenomenon. Uh, I guess I haven't ever given context to our Rex Burkhead question. <laughs> we just throw a zinger at Steve and say he's yeah, going to draft him one round higher every time someone answers that right. question. But uh, whenever Rex Burkhead signed with the Texans this summer, Steve sent a message in the group me saying that Rex Burkhead is going to be a sneaky good fantasy player this year. He's probably not even going to be on the roster when the season starts. Oh, I think he'll be on the roster. That that roster is terrible. Here's what I was going to touch on. How funny is it that Burkhead went to, or came from a crowded running back room, which is kind of the Patriots shtick. It's no fault of Burkhead, I guess, there. But he then goes to the Texans who have David Johnson, Yep. Philip Lindsay. Yep. Mark Ingram. 
Oh, Philip Lindsay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. They have Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, David Johnson. Rex Burkhead's not going to be on there. Yeah. So your prediction <laughs> for, for him to be on the on the Texans at least? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I don't think he makes it past roster. You know, Steve is really excited about him though. We'll if Steve wants to change that prediction to Philip Lindsay being a sneaky pick, <laughs> maybe you know, oh, you could argue yeah, that. Yeah, maybe he could get some garbo, you know, drop off passes yeah. when they're down. I mean, so far down. in his career, Rex Burkhead averages, which he's been in the league for what one, two, three, eight seasons now. Um, he averages twenty six point nine rushing yards per game, <laughs> and he has fourteen career rushing touchdowns. I guess Steve's right in the fact that if he had a good season, it would be very sneaky. Yeah, it would, he would be from left field for sure. All right. And then, John, I have one final question for you. Uh, yes. So, would you guarantee a fantasy football championship before you have a child? That's a good question. Uh, Katie's ready to go. <laughs> she hopes that I will not win the championship before this happens. <laughs> She would like for it to be in my hands today. So, so that would be oh, she wants the baby to witness the championship. <laughs> that would be yeah. this season, man. Yeah, and she's probably thinking about that. She wants our kid to be there for that great, right. for that great moment. That eight hundred dollar memo. Right, hits the account straight to diapers. Um, I would say yes. I think after last season, I, I, you know, I briefly touched on this. I burned out my draft strategy. Um, I have a couple seasons now of bad trades that I've made that have almost secured the championship for, for the people that had won, yeah. Ivan and Steve. Um, so, you know, I have that history to go off of, like, the mistakes I made. And I think I will come back strong. I think last year was my strongest season yet. And I think I'll build off that and think I'll that, – I guess that's my hot take is I, I think this season – now, one last thing I want to know is if you do start off the season about 0-2, 1-2, something like that, will you seriously consider subscribing to Ivan's OnlyFans <laughs> slash Patreon? You know, like you guys said, it wouldn't be a bad decision for any of us to subscribe to Ivan's. Uh, Ivan's in my caveat for sure. I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know sarcasm. <laughs> he, can, he can manage a fancy football team. <laughs> all right. Well, that is all for today, Garrett. Thank you for being here. It's good to have you guys here in Durango with our first in-person recording. I think it went pretty well. Yeah, yeah. hopefully not a lot of edits here. Yeah. Looking forward to the uh, the live audience of the whole crew in Phoenix. Yeah, well, we'll do another in-person in Phoenix. We'll try to. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, that, I can't wait for that. Um, thanks, guys, for having me today. Uh, it's awesome to be here in Durango with you guys, and uh, can't wait to see everyone here in like a month. Oh yeah. Thank you. Bye. Peace.